Just got back from this new studio opening that we're gonna be working at in St. Louis, though. Now, I did, you know, I was on your Instagram being knows that to get the 411 about you, so I wanted to get more information about that later on in the show because you're doing great, great things. So, since your name is St. Louis, I take it that you are from St. Louis, yes, ma'am. I, I, I wear the city on my back, I definitely try to be a representative. What's the vibe? Um, like there because you know here in Atlanta I feel like everybody kind of knows each other like I found myself going to events it's like okay I'll follow you is that right. the same vibe that you guys get there in St. Louis everybody comes together it's it's a different type of vibe uh because I work in Atlanta but I live in St. Louis so I know that sounds crazy but so I'm back and forth all the time but as far as work like Atlanta is it but as far as like home life, like St. Louis is really like a just a small community. Everybody know each other. Um, right. Just, you know, if you can make it St. Louis, you can make it anywhere. I know that sounds cliche, but mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah. like Now, your name St. Louis Hits. Everybody who's watching, they don't call you St. Louis Hits for nothing because you have worked with some amazing people from 2 Chains, the young dog, Travis Scott. Yeah. So let's take it back to when you was little St. Louis Hicks. Shouty, little shouty. What were you listening to that made you be like, you know what? I'm making when I get older. Dr. Dre. That's what did okay. it. Between Dr. Dre and DJ Paul and Juicy J. Like okay. uh, I mean, if you want to go back little, little, I would say like Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of it's from okay. That makes sense. Why Quincy James? Because he's a businessman, and you know the type of man. He produced Thriller. You know, Mm -hmm. he was like one of our cutting edge producers at the time, right? And then he turned a whole generation of people, and then Dr. Dre came, and then he spurned a whole generation of producers, Mm -hmm. producers and artists. So I'm glad you mentioned Dr. Dre too. A lot of people they be really sleeping on him. I feel like a lot of people they're so on to the current producer, and, and no shout out to them as well. But like Dr. Dre and Timberland, they have their own unique sound. Right. Like Timberland, I'm a Timberland baby. You know what I'm saying? I was brought yeah. up on Timbo, so he like one of my favorite producers. But uh, the the Young generation, they don't really care who came before them. They feel they it, and that's it, and that's all it is. And you know what? I'm part of that generation. That I, was born in that. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I truly do agree with you. Yes, because I have a broad range of music taste. So I like rock, I like pop. You know, I, I got mm-hmm. all big old rock. So I appreciate all genres of music. And no type of producers, they weren't scared to touch those genres. And that's what I truly appreciate. So... Mm-hmm. I have this question for you. This is something that I'm very curious to hear your answer. Mm-hmm. Did you find your passion for music or did it find you? And what I mean by that is sometimes you know how you hear those stories. It's like, yeah, when he was little, he got his drum set and he just was yeah. beating. 
My family you- tell you all them stories. They be like, I used to use tape decks to mix right. and record. And my dad always tells some crazy story. I used to record raindrops and make beats out of it. My other <laughs> little sister be like, I used to beatbox and bang on the tables. Right. Um, but music professionally just smacked me. It, I mean, I had, my mom had me in drum classes, so I was like a drummer. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of doing that, did the uh, drumline situation, did that. I didn't never really consider myself a musician. I used to act like I was just really about to play the keyboard, didn't know how to play the keyboard. I played by ear anyway. And um, basically, I think it's just the making beats part, the, the producer part came mm-hmm. first. It was it was drummer, DJ, musician slash whatever producer. That's kind of how it went. Okay, got it. But you know, I believe in life. It seems like you had a passion for music from a little kid. You just had to find your way. I'm real like I told some uh older producers the other day I was uh we had music making Mondays and I was at their studio, uh, shout out D-Red and them. And I was like, man, I wish I'd have got on this like when I was a teenager, like 16, mm-hmm. 17. So I could have caught, you know, the music industry when it was just the big budgets for producers was just there. And, uh, but yeah, I didn't catch it until like the beginning of the 2000s, like mid 2000s. That's when I went pro. Because look, it's been working out for you, so that's the great part about it. So since you say you've been caught on to it in the early 2000s, that means you've kind of been in this business for a good little minute. I'm yeah. sure you have seen some things and heard some things. So give us a 411 on something that shocked the hell out of you when you first entered the music industry. The most shocking stuff was I came up in that R. Kelly situation. Like, I ain't really gave nobody this tea. You know what I'm saying? You like the first person to kind of. Y'all probably can't look out the phone one for nothing. So go ahead. Right. I was was an intern, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was Chicago Tracks was a studio, but I was working out of Slang Music Group. And um, that was R. Kelly's studio. So I kind of was there. When I first got there, is when he kind of was gone because a situation had happened. So he had shout out to Florida. Matter of fact, I remember the first night I'm walking up with my backpack to the studio, they like packing up these excursions and everything. I'm like, what they doing? They're like, oh yeah, this R. Kelly, he headed down to Florida. I'm like, okay. I ain't know what was going on. So (laughs) as time progressed, uh, wasn't nobody really there. So I'm like in this million dollar studio, just jamming, making my beats in the back room, you know, like Kanye ended up coming through. I ended up hooking up his NPC and stuff. And uh, he was working with this group. Um, this is a guy named Kano. He was a big time Chicago dude, actually. And uh, <laughs> he ended up being like super big. And DMX came, recorded his album. DMX made a song about dude. What? So I'm in there with them. And they like slash Puerto Rican. I think that's a... Fat Joe and them cousins. Yeah. So these hardcore Puerto Rican gangsters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like two gangster chicks come in with their hoodies on. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They give them a tape. I'm like, what's this tape? 
They like, yo, this tape, bro. They like, they say our killings on this tape, pissing on girls. I'm like, what? <laughs> they popped the tape in. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn, that's the studio like that I'm in right now. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I'm like, damn, that's the church. Uh, oh, okay. So they was like, no, bro, cut this shit off, bro. Oh, we got daughters, bro. They like everybody sick. We like, oh, we oh like. My God. So I was like in the middle of that shit. They was like, man, this studio was popping. They was like, they just did best of both worlds. That's Jay Z and um, R. Kelly. Like, make you, make you I know. So it was like, man, I had this dope opportunity. I'm in this dope studio, and Kels had just burnt it up. Where is that studio at today? In Chicago, they um. It's gone. I was in Cabrini Green. Okay. I was, I was young, but I had teenage cousins who was using my grandma's computer. And it, I know, like, now that we're older, we all look like, okay, we should have, nobody had no business watching that. Right. But at the time, many of us didn't know what the seriousness of it was. So, no. put that I didn't know. I didn't no, know. Yeah. It was kind of just, you know, everybody was like, what's on the tank? What's on the tank? I mean, my cousin, whoa, you got gay cattle. I feel honest. See, don't you? That's a great story. You got to understand, I'm still the young producer, so I'm looking up to Kels. I'm like, man, that's R. Kelly. Like, he one of our premier singers. And he just had some personal issues, you know? It's like, and I seen the whole Chicago enable him and like wow. really put it on the platter for him to do his thing. Like wow. the man is very, very talented. That is very for, for sure. I actually caught myself streaming you. I caught myself vibing. I told I kept it so on the down. Like, yo, he, so don't catch it. he got them hits. He got them hits for real. Yes. I appreciate you for telling me that. And speaking of you were a young producer, maybe you know, you around so many other talented. You know, artists, you're probably like in awe. So what advice would you give another young producer who wants to get their work into the right artist's hands, but they're just emailing all types of stuff? Like they don't know who to send it to. They just Man, I ain't gonna lie. It's hard to get me to email. And then when I do email, it just, I feel it's just gonna sit there. So, you know, I take the approach of, I, I just have to pull up on you. I got to deliver the record to you myself, like the whole vibe. I come with a whole vibe and I just set the tone in the studio. So what I would tell a young producer, two things. One is perfect your sound. You know what I'm saying? Like we got, you have a lot of ways of investing your money to have your sound sound good or phenomenal or over the top. Right. Everybody is sounding basic because everybody got the same software. So you got to think ingenuitively, how am I going to design my stuff to sound better than the next? But like I said, the new generation, they just want to sound just like the next. They don't want to stand out. They just want to kind of blend in. Which and that's- that, you said that because I was, I'm not going to say the rapper name because I, I, my mouth is out of control. But I was having a debate with someone who said that this particular artist's music sounds the same. Mm-hmm. And, I, and well, that's their go-to producer. So is it that the producer is making a type of quality work that all sounds the same? Like, what's your point of view on that? Do you feel like sometimes a producer is so stuck in his sound that all of his stuff starts to sound the same? 
you can you can i'm everywhere because i do like pop rock r&b rap trap you know edm is it's better to diversify your stuff whatever you do i feel whatever it's like whenever people try to do careers pick that one career first and make that pop and then let everything manifest from that so pick a sound pick a go-to genre that's yours hone it then move on but at point two i was gonna say which is three now as i'm saying that three is you have to pull up to the popping studios where they have the artists that's the secret so block you a five hour or ten hour at your latest and greatest hottest studio in your city or in Cali or in LA or Miami or Atlanta you know what I'm saying like Atlanta I know all the spots because I either helped build them or I just came up in there just trapping and rapping that's what we call it trapping and rapping like so um I'm with Streety Six you know what I'm saying that's my home team but um I'm also affiliated with Loud House and Billboard Studios too and then my uh, little brother, D. Sams, he kind of got his studios unlocked too. So you got to pull up to these studios, patchwork, you know what I'm saying? Book some time, work on your beats in there. And then so when artists kind of drift in, drift out, they're like, who that in the studio be? Well, who that oh. be? They be like, I don't know. That's some dude from St. Louis. Uh, really? Then if you catch somebody, just got to know how to network. But you to put yourself right in the middle of traffic. That's how you, and then with artists, any artist is never going to turn down a hit. So if you be like, hey, I got the latest and greatest, you need to holler at me. I got that sauce. You know what I'm saying? Trip trip on what I got. Nine times out of 10, they go, you know, work some type of chemistry to vibe with them in the studio. Mm, So with the pandemic and everything, have you noticed everything getting back to normal? Like, what was the studio scene? Like, did you have to wear a mask? Like, how was it? Gotta wear a mask. I wear a mask at all times. Oh yeah, me too. In Atlanta, they don't care about no mask, but I got mine on. Oh, I know. See, Atlanta a little different. Remember, Atlanta been open since when? It closed for what? <laughs> I don't went out a few times, but they was for like they was like <laughs> not. It, I needed to go out. It was for like a bit. So yeah, they have never been closed. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, my little bro uh, had put a post up. These sales had put a post up, don't come to the studio if you sick, because somebody had got him sick. You oh, know? God. And that's just tragic, because we in a small space. Like, mm-hmm. this is a small space. Like, Closed you, know you, you got to take a bath. You got to tell people to take a bath. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you got to come in here smelling fresh. You got to be A1. You know what I'm saying? It's a small space. <laughs> There's no window. Not, All right? There's no window. Right? You say what? There's no windows in the studio. You can't just crack the window. Not most studios. Probably a couple million dollar studios in New York somewhere got a window. Yeah, yeah. We ain't got so, a Remember that, people. So the main thing is just get out to these studios, invest in yourself. Instead of spending money on lean and weed, invest Thank in you. yourself for a few and hours. And purses. Don't, oh. You know what I'm saying? Invest in your sound. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, now, learning from Zaytoven was one of my you know favorite favorite producers too as well um he say you gotta look like it like you don't want to look broke either because i ain't, ain't nobody go want to help you if you look broke so yeah. you gotta kind of 
have you got to look like a producer. That's what I was taught. If you want to be a producer, you got to act like a producer, look like a producer. You know what I'm saying? Live like a producer. It's a lifestyle. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. So you gotta. All right. So what if they broke though? Like you need to just you know invest into someone. You know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I don't know if you remember Get Rich or Die Trying, this 50 Cent movie. Yeah. And 50 was trying to get this uh studio owner to listen to his demo tape. Dude kept mm-hmm. blowing them off, kept blowing them off. He went and bought his new 600 bins, uh, white, wow. pulled up, and then the studio owner talked to him. Mm. History after that. Appearances you know I just left the studio and they was like, you know what I'm saying? I was looking like it, so I was in there. Everybody was coming to me saying my name. I ain't know these people, but so they was like, okay, dude, official. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You just got to have that bravado. If you don't, ain't nobody going to believe you. Do you think also confidence, too? Like, sometimes you can tell when somebody's like, like, you don't even believe in your own work. So when somebody come up to you and be like, hey, partner, what's your name? Like, you can't even, you can't even speak well. Because I've met people like that when I ask them what they do. It's like, <laughs> and now you know in Atlanta too, like, like I don't know if you remember Ti. Ti used to always be the the linguistic that he is today. Oh yeah, I I, I remember that old school Ti. Yeah, you know what I'm saying Gucci. Remember Gucci? You couldn't even what? You like what? You say Gucci man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially from the south, when we have an accent, you know, I think. A lot of us didn't realize we had an accent until we started talking to people from other places. Like I didn't realize I had an accent until I went to college. And they right. were like, you got I was like, really? Yeah, I went to college too in Chicago and they was like, Where are you from? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Where y'all like, Y'all got some soda? They like soda. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh dang. I mean, they looked at me like stupid because I said soda, like. Interim. Yeah. Like, man, come on, get about it. It's so crazy because everybody loves the South. So, you know, look how the, the circles um turn around. Now, you did mention earlier about the brand Street is X, man. Normally, if people go on your social media, you rep them hard. So, tell us about that brand and the new studio that you all just opened. Man, Street is X Studios. It's a lifestyle studio. You know, Street is X is a, is a boutique label, you know, with boutique artists. That's um, a management company, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, they manage uh, Travis Porter, 2 Chains, uh, R.I.P. Bankroll Fresh, R.I.P. Young Dolph, mm-hmm. um, Trouble out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and DJ Issa, which is 2 Chains DJ, and a couple mm-hmm. producers. So what they do is what I mean by boutique is they can present the record business basically on a platter as services. So mm. with the music business, a record company does your marketing and distribution. Wow. So street execs does basically everything in-house, everything an artist would need is in-house oh. from the studio to the production, to the producers, to the graphics, to the photo shoots, to the videos. Okay, that's so, cool. Uh, they was a management company. So when I got there, they was just a management company. And they yeah. was like, they called me Big. They was like, Big, we trying to build a studio. You know, can you help us, you know what I'm saying, come up? 
And they, I just was there at the right time, basically. And then they built Street Exec Studios, and I was one of the engineers, me, uh, CEO, uh, Shotty Fresh, yeah. um, Two Chains DJ now, Nolan Presley. Um, mm-hmm. So we all kind of came up out the ranks, and then now everybody, they kind of doing their thing. So they kind of want you to go off and do your thing and blow up and bring back home the the the, the big the big deals. So okay. Um, that's that's kind of what what what's going on. That's right okay. over there uh in Midtown. Okay, wow, okay. And it's in Atlanta. I don't know why I thought it was in St. Louis. Yeah, okay. it's right down the street from Atlanta Station. You might as well go ahead and move on here. I gotta move <laughs> back. What you mean? I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't wait. I'm shopping for a house now. Yeah, look at you know, I don't know why I'm telling you that because I'm pretty sure people from here are like, We don't need no more people, but this is like man, the man. Chicago, right. Atlanta, New Orleans. I'm then my then my second homes. Yeah. So I'm already a resident. So now we're gonna take a little break and get to know you and have some fun. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, so I'm gonna ask questions and you're gonna answer true or false. All right, okay, now. A producer and a beat maker have the same role. True or false? False. Okay, why? A beat maker is a beat writer. He's going to actually make the foundation of the record, which is the instrumentation of the beats and the instruments to mm-hmm. come together to make the music. And then a producer is going to work with that beat maker and make it cohesive, where it's uh, digestible to the audience. Basically, right. try to make it a, a, a into a record fashion, and then apply the hooks and the bridges and do the vocal arrangements and the vocal production with the artists, and then produce the artists the best of their ability, and then you mesh them together and make a product which would be the the single or the song or the EP or how, however you're doing. It. Right. Okay. Great explanation. Next, hip hop is dead. True or false? Hip hop is more alive than ever. It's mm-hmm. slowly getting, you know, we taking our shots because they manipulating it, you know, because it's a, remember at first it was like a billion dollar industry. I think it's probably a trillion dollar industry by now. So um, it's alive and, and thriving. And then more artists, you know, it used to be a time where artists needed a label to succeed. Now, artists don't necessarily need those big labels to be able to succeed. You can be independent or do the independent label route. So I do think yep. that is a hybrid. If, if you go do independent, you better be prepared to spend 100 to 200K on your project ASAP. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. Um, if not, I mean, you can slow roll it. That's cool, too. Um, I would just invest in myself anyway and do mm-hmm. the independent and sell as many units as I could until I get the attention of the majors and then negotiate wow. you a, a sweet situation. Okay. Um, All right. Dolph, you know what I'm saying? That's what Dolph did. Uh, that's what a couple artists did. You know, they just kind of independent it out until it was that time to negotiate. Do I go for the 20 million or do I go for the gold for myself? Great advice. Next, to succeed as a producer, you need a tag. You know, 
favorite tags? What are some of our favorite tags that you know of? Uh, um, Weezy out of here. Yeah, Weezy out of here. You know, yeah. Um, then my partner Turbo. Uh, Turbo, turn it up. Now the CEO, turn it up. But yeah, I think the tag is very important. I've worked with producers that wouldn't don't want to collab with you if you don't have a tag. Whoa. Yeah. If you don't have what? a tag, what you doing it for? I mean, okay, kind of, that's a that's almost a form of identity now. Yeah, so a producer, especially when you said earlier, where you know a lot of things are kind of starting to sound the same, so you need something to kind of make you stand out. You know, yeah, yep, and you want people to know you when you come on. Now, once you kind of get heavy, that they, they you don't need a tag because they know. But some people saying that's the wave now. It's the tag, so. People okay. want to hear that. That's part of the record now. Okay, so next question. Um, I did my research. I found that you are a Libra too. I am a Libra. <laughs> Libra okay. life. Libra gang. Now, gang. false. Libras are lazy. Oh, I think that is... <laughs> man, it's like kind of true, but we got to hustle. Like, we just know how to enjoy our downtime. I agree. I feel like we are not going to work ourselves down. We're going to take a vacation. Right. We're going to work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about me. I'm like, you know what? I need a break. I don't... Mm-hmm. Like, like, somebody... Um... I break. I break. And that's why I think um, most Libras, we are known as the creatives, you know? Because we know how to relax and we know how to get back in the business. So, I agree with you on that as well. So, next so we need people in our lives who are there for us. We always need a team and support system. So who is it around you and your team that you can go to for advice? And what's some advice that they gave you that you're all talking about this the other day? My mm-hmm. business partner, uh, Canton, he got a tag too. Canton on the beat. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> but my partner, Canton, um, he kind of gives me my reality check. You know what I'm saying? He never let me get too bigger than what I am, you know, because I, you know, I can, I'm, you know, kind of heavy, so I can get heavy, but right. I ain't going to get heavy with him because he going to bring me right back to size because that's my partner, <laughs> partner. We might just start boxing or something, just, you know what I'm saying? He go, his viewpoint going to be different. He not a yes person, so right. he just not go yes me to death. He going to be like, well, Lou, we should do it this way or this, this way, and every time we t- give each other a uh, 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 tip, right? We'll stop everything and listen to it because nine times out of ten is right, and we'll mm-hmm. go that direction. So okay. you gotta have that trust. Mm-hmm. You know? Having but, somebody around you that you trust, their guidance, they're not trying to steer you wrong, not trying right. to you. Everybody needs people like that in their corner. So. It is 2022. What's next for you? Like, you got the studio. The studio is now up in Atlanta. Like, what do you have coming out? Because I did see you were posting about this new song with 2 Chains and Moneybag. Yeah, Yoda. yeah. Oh. Pop music. Yeah, like, that's the... Uh, that's my song. I was hearing that. <laughs> that's, that's the new way. If you notice, Chains going to keep something hot coming. Coming fresh, you know. I see him at Dreads in Vegas, and I just feel like two chains gonna always. Yeah, I think he got a he got a baby residency at at uh at Dreads though. Yeah, so he there like every three months. 
he does. Yeah. yeah. So that's shout out to the real university. You know what I'm saying? We just cooking. My boy Schooly, my little bro Schooly, doing this thing, and the other artists. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, keeping it popping. Me personally, I'm working with some Southern soul artists right now, uh, out of Louisiana, um, St. Louis. You got we got Jizzle Bucks popping out here. Um, he kind of taking off doing this thing. And uh, I got some artists in Atlanta and St. Louis that I work with consistently. And I'm always mixing and producing their stuff. That's out of Superior Sound Labs. Me and Canton uh, run Superior Sound Labs, which is a publishing company and a recording studio. Okay. So you working. Working. I'm trying to get into movies. You know, the studio we just left tonight uh do movies and stuff so that was kind of interesting seeing that move to st louis so um, mm. i'm trying to do i'm in the post-production uh re-recording you know a lot of times when y'all see stuff on the screen they go back in the studio and record that that's actually mm. not shot live there it's recorded in the studio and then mm. mixed with the, with the film Mm, okay, that's dope. You know, the movie industry and TV industry, that's some big you old... You have Black Hollywood right now. That's Black Hollywood, like, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, even before Tyler Perry. Once Tyler Perry came, he took it to the next level. Yeah. But they was already kind of doing stuff there, but now it's just blown out. So mm-hmm. I want in on it. I definitely want in on it. Well, you know what? You're doing already amazing things, and I know you're going to do more great things. I follow you, so I can't wait to see what you're going to do. And I want to say thank you so much for being on Kelly. Okay.